Good morning. Oh, it's good to be with you this morning. I pray this morning that the, the joy of Advent and Christmas fill your hearts and also your minds uh, this morning. And uh, that is a, a prayer that we make with a, a big amen. Uh, does anyone know what amen means? It means, God, let it be so. Amen means, yes, confirm that. What our prayers are, let that happen. So my message this morning is a third, the third message that I'm going to be preaching about this wilderness theme. And we began this series uh, two weeks ago, and I have the title of In Our Wilderness. And I was remembering uh, John the Baptist cry out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. In the wilderness, prepare this way of the Lord. We are all too familiar with wilderness living. I spoke about whether that be a wilderness including the pandemic or broken relationships. And this morning I can add to that, or even a handless snowblower. Sometimes those are wilderness experiences for some of us. Life is filled with wilderness experiences. We followed up last week with another title, which was said, A Blooming in the Wilderness, where we acknowledge that against the odds, we still see God's grace and loving uh, presence blooming all around us. In part, that is uh, just true to the nature of God's very self, creating order out of chaos, bringing a little bit of goodness and order out of the craziness of life. But it is also the message of hope given to John the Baptist. As you remember the text was John waiting his own death in prison. And hoping against hope, he asked Jesus if he was the one sent by God or if there was they were to await another one. And Jesus responds and he says, go and tell John what you see and what you know, uh, that uh, the, uh, the lame walk, the, the blind are given sight, uh, people are brought back to life, are resurrected, and blessed is he who does not take offense at me. It's strange though, go tell John all these things, let him know this is our righteous God speaking. What is so interesting about Jesus' response is that Confirmation of Jesus' identity is authenticated with the actions of a loving and gracious God. Not just to a few, but to all, even those deemed unimportant and expendable. So what does wilderness have in store for us today? I think it's important to note the changes in time. For instance, those texts are not necessarily quote-unquote, seemingly Christmas texts. They come at the end of Jesus' ministry, uh, his presence with John. And uh, both previous Sunday's texts are taken from later in his life, even as he approaches his journey to Jerusalem. But today's text is an infancy text. And what is interesting is that there is a familiar tone to the, to the story. Beginning here with Joseph, God is engaged with the daily struggles of Joseph's life. Funny how words repeat themselves in Matthew's Gospel. We're going to learn a little bit about that because we are starting Matthew's Gospel this year. It begins with this particular text. The first one of the only descriptions we have of Joseph is that, and it says in the text, uh, her husband Joseph, she, he was Mary's husband. 
And the other thing it says about, he was a righteous man. Even stranger is the fact that as a righteous man, Joseph, upon discovering that his betrothed wife Mary was pregnant, that that pregnancy would have caused them to do something very strange. He was, as a, a righteous man, as a very unrighteous thing. Instead of going to the authorities and telling them what has happened, that his uh, betrothed person he's going to marry is pregnant and it's not his child, he keeps quiet about that. Because he knew, right? That if he told the authorities, the righteous thing, by according to the law, was that marriage should be taken out, exposed publicly, and stoned to death. So it's strange that they call Jesus this righteous, uh, Joseph this righteous man when he does a very unrighteous thing. This wilderness story tells us something of the nature of Joseph. Also the nature of God's righteousness, which may be very different than the righteousness of people. Joseph is a righteous man, but the kind of righteousness Jesus talks about when telling John the Baptist that God is what God is like and what he is doing in the world. Listen again. The blind see their sight. The lame walk, right? The poor have good news preached to them. It's not the righteousness of rules. It's not the righteousness of laws. It's the righteousness of doing right, of doing good. A righteousness that heals, a righteousness that brings sight, a righteousness that brings good news and untangles the wilderness that we live in every day and brings hope that is hope and is true hope. Joseph, being a righteous man, speaks volumes about who he is and the God he believes in. There's something else we can learn from Joseph. First, he was in a difficult wilderness situation. At the same time, he does not close himself off. He remains open, listening, and because he is listening, the Holy Spirit speaks to him, and he hears God's message speaking loud and clear. I appreciate what the angels say then to Joseph. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. Now it goes on to say, to take Mary. But I want to stop there. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. I think we need to stop there just for a moment because I believe the first thing God does for us in our wilderness experiences is that God authenticates what we are experiencing. He doesn't belittle us or say, you stupid human being, what is wrong with you? Don't you understand? Can't you get it right? No, he listens to us. Look back into your life. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? In our world, we're often told to just handle it, whatever it may be. Oftentimes, we are led to believe that we are, are, that we are overreacting, that we don't understand that we're stupid or, or ignorant or something. We're led to question our actions and our reactions. That may be okay and even wise at times, but first, we have to at least authenticate that something is happening. Something is disrupting life. Even in a wilderness, we know that things are happening that are wrong or that are strange to us. God authenticates Joseph's fears and then moves to help Joseph to 
himself to be, but the person he wants to be. Righteousness in a way that somehow preserves the mission and will of God to save and to make whole and to bring good news to us all. If you are living in a wilderness, know this then, that God is listening, God will be present, and in true love and compassion will guide you. This story is not complete, however, without the fulfilling mission of God in the text. Let the people know, let all the people know, Joseph's son is named Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Good news is written all over this story, and it's written all over our stories as well. God is with us too, listening, healing, bringing sight, and renewal. God sent Jesus into our world, a world of wilderness, of brokenness, a world that God so loved, in spite of all of that, that he sent Jesus into it to bring healing and new life, to listen to us and authenticate our fears, but to lead us into a new and vibrant relationship with him. A God who knows our fears and our worries and who in love forgives and makes whole again, free again in Christ, to know forgiveness, to know the joy of that forgiveness and to live freely with each other. This is Joseph's story. And we are graced to hear it anew today. God is with you today, always with you.